0: Two things came to mind when I watched the video and heard the screams and the begging and the pleading and the tears and the scorn and the contempt and the hatred of the video that emerged that was streamed to social media of four black youths who kidnapped apparently a 18 year old mentally handicapped or mentally disabled white male and kept him and tortured him for somewhere between 24 and uh, 48 hours and we'll get into that in a second but there are two two things that popped into my mind one is that I, I actually have a family member who's um mentally handicapped and, and the idea of Anything like this happening to that person is so viscerally revolting and enraging. I, I, I can't even try to wrap that in, in language. And when I was 12, I was hiking with a, a friend of mine who was 11, a pretty a pretty small kid. We were hiking through uh, the ravine in, in Darmel's, and uh, we were sat upon and held against our will for quite some time by two young men uh, from the neighborhood. And uh, it was a a fairly violent affair in some ways. I mean, I I was so disgusted at them picking on my little friend, you know, more than twice his size. that I demanded to know why they didn't pick on someone their own size, for which I got a thorough punch in the solar plexus. Still pleased I said it. And um, we did manage eventually to Escape, uh, But you don't know, you don't know in that situation how far things are going to go, what the end game is, what's going to happen. And I, I just, I, I can't, I, I can't imagine what it must have been like for this. I mean, he's 18 year old, but he's mentally handicapped. He, he's got, it's not even a child's mentality. And he was snatched from his suburban neighborhood, thrown in a van, thrown, into some undisclosed location in Chicago. These four blacks terrorizing him and torturing him for somewhere between 24 and 48 hours. Nobody even knows. And what did they do? They, they forced him to drink toilet water. They, they threatened him with a knife. They slashed his clothes off him. They scalped his head cut his scalp, taped his mouth shut, hog him, kicked him, punched him, giggled and laughed at him for how much he was bleeding. They flicked cigarette ashes over his wound. And he was... he was bleeding everywhere. Imagine, your mouth is taped, you're in the corner, there are these three demonic presence, four demonic presences floating around you in a haze of smoke, drinking, live-streaming. And and what are they shouting? Fuck white people! Fuck Donald Trump! He's mentally challenged. He can't even vote. And you don't know where that knife is going to go as it's slashing your clothes off, as they're hacking at your hair and causing your scalp to bleed, you don't know where it's going to go. And particularly if you're mentally handicapped, you just can't process this. He's so terrified, he's still barely talking to the police after they found him wandering the neighborhood after he was let go or got away. I mean, imagine you're, you're, you're stuck in that corner. These diabolical presences are around with knives, screaming at you, giggling, laughing, flicking cigarette ashes in your wounds. You don't know if you're going to live or you're going to die. You see them streaming. This crime? You don't know where this is going to go. You don't know where this... I I didn't... I mean, I went through nothing compared to what this... adult kid went through. But you don't know. It's terrifying. Unbelievably... Blood pouring into your eyes. Sweat, your heart pounding. Fight or flight, confusion. This man-child... crying, I imagine, for his mother. Wanting safety, wanting security. Pleading. and, and, And begging for any any, any scrap of human empathy or sympathy or kindness or anything but such beasts walk the world. It seems like sometimes such beasts run the world. So yeah, they cut him up, cut his scalp, kick him punching, laugh at how much he's bleeding. And then they force him. He's dazed. He's bleeding. Terrified for his life, I'm sure, feeling it's the end. They force him to say how much he loves black people. Why? Why why, why would this occur? There are reasons I will get to in a few minutes, I think. But basically, based upon fuck Donald Trump and fuck white people, he was targeted, in my opinion, because he's white. And because Donald Trump... the election and because the media promotes this kind of race baiting this kind of hatred this kind of viewing of Donald Trump as some satanic figure this the end justifies the means kind of retaliation against things two men and two women I think they're all believed to be about the age of 18 were taken into custody by Chicago police just today It's getting some play on the media. Naturally, no mention of race is being made. For youths, for uh, two men and two women. Kidna... Now, you see the video, and then maybe it's mentioned a little bit, but you have to see it. You can't actually be told about anything. And I want you to just... This isn't an old and frustrating exercise to have to keep doing, but I need you to follow me with this, people. Imagine this situation reversed. Imagine a bunch of good old boys kidnap and torture a mentally handicapped black girl. They force her to drink toilet water. They they scalp her, they cut her up, they they slash her clothes off, and they force her to scream, fuck Barack Obama, and just screaming all the while, fuck black people at her. Imagine if the video of this came to light the media would go insane but because it's blacks attacking whites it can't really be talked because only white people can be racist you see this kid this this poor kid he's mentally handicapped for a, a, a mentally mature and and alert Human being, this would be a very difficult trauma to process. 24 to 48 hours of fearing imminent torture and death. Well, experiencing torture and fearing death. It would be very hard. How is a mentally handicapped person supposed to process this or or handle this? These people. Holding him for 24 to 48 hours. Well, it doesn't look like they're overburdened by employment that might interrupt their vicious racist torture fest. And, uh, streaming this on social media. Concept, no concept, possible consequences, responsibility, reality. And this was referred to as stupid kids making dumb decisions. No. No. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just telling you what I think. The moment you start saying, fuck white people, the moment you start saying, fuck Trump, well, this is no longer just a crime. You threaten people for political means. Why live stream it? It's a warning to other Trump supporters. If you're a Trump supporter, this could happen to you. Maybe uh, maybe you just want to take that bumper sticker off your car. hmm? Maybe, maybe you don't want to talk about supporting Trump so much, eh? Because, boy, they could target you like they targeted this kid. No. The use of violence for political ends, I believe, is technically categorized as terrorism. And when you're screaming, fuck white people, and targeting this person because he's white, it seems to me kind of like a hate crime. This is from the local ordinance. A hate crime, A... A person commits hate crime when, by reason of the actual or perceived race, color, creed, religion, ancestry, gender, sexual orientation, physical or mental disability, they target someone. So now we've started to process what happened. The question is, why did this happen? Why? Why did this happen? These things don't happen in a vacuum, and I believe this is a turning point in the West. This is certainly a turning point in America. And America has become so focused on race relations that a turning point in race relations is a turning point in America. So who is responsible? This stuff does not happen in a vacuum. It doesn't happen randomly. Now, of course it goes without saying we don't extrapolate from... These four thugs to black people as a whole, of course not. Now, that's taken the high road because, of course, when Dylan Roof happened, uh, the media, some elements of the media, desperately tried to extrapolate Dylan Roof to all white people. But no, of course we can't go from these people to all all blacks. That would be utterly unjust and collectivist. But where is all this hatred coming from, this hatred against whites? This sense of victimhood and, and entitlement and rage... Coming out of certain elements within the black community, targeted and focused on white people. Who is promoting all this hate? Who jumps on the bandwagon of racial conflicts and promotes the eternal black as innocent victim and white as evil racist oppressor? Who promotes all of this narrative? The race baiters, the mainstream media, and sometimes people in the very highest political offices in the land. They are. Aiming at this. The left has been trying to promote a race war for at least about 100 years. About 100 years. Comintern in the 1920s said, let's use the blacks in America and weaponize them against capitalism and against whites. This has been an agenda of the left for close on 100 years. Now, the media, of course, will give outright hoaxes. I mean, the list of race crime hoaxes. That has been coughed up and vomited forth on the media. stuffed down everyone's throat is just about endless. Race crime hoaxes, just look them up. They go on and on and on and on. And they just push this stuff out. And then you've got taped video screaming epithets, racial epithets, racial conscious epithets. So... This doesn't have anything to do with blacks as a whole. This has to do, I believe, with the media and the political establishment and the leftism, the cultural Marxism, all of this crap. So the question is, what is this story? What is the narrative? What is going to surround all of this stuff? What do you have to say about this event? NBC, CNN, PBS, Barack Obama. Could this poor, young, mentally challenged white boy have been your son? As you opined about Trayvon Martin. How is this going to be spun? Is this going to be talked about? Is this going to be written off? Is this going to be buried? Who has taught non-whites to hate whites to this degree? Who in society blames white people for everything? Who has constructed or created a narrative wherein only white people can be racist? When right white people around the world are by far the least racist of all cultures white people ended slavery pretty much worldwide white people have um, uh, enacted things like affirmative action uh, and and massive wealth transfers to to uh, minorities and so on so come on come on who is promoting all this hatred and who is going to be covering this up because eyes 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 are watching i'm telling you the internet is here we can talk to each other you cannot bury this stuff anymore Ooh, it's too early to say whether it's a hate crime. Yeah, yeah, I remember all of that tentativeness. When all of this stuff happened with white people, ooh, one cop makes a bad split-second decision and it's reflective of all white people and all racism, of white racism. If one white racist incident, whether it's real or not, is somehow emblematic of all white people, you realize what a kind of evil genie you're letting out of the bottle here when you can take the actions of criminal few and extrapolate them to a collective majority. Because let me tell you, oh my God, people, I know that that race baiting is like an addiction, and I know that hating on white people is like an addiction, and I know that portraying blacks and Hispanics as eternal victims and helpless pawns of, of white privilege, I know it's a dick. I know you virtue signal, you get to feel like such a great person, but I will tell you, it cannot continue, you understand, it can't continue at all. This this insane double standards, this is hysteria, this cover-ups. It can't continue, we, we, we can't get along with all of this race-baiting going on, All we can't ever settle into any kind of positive rhythm. needling these wounds, keep rubbing salt in these wounds, keep pumping up the narrative of evil whitey and victimized minorities. You are creating the undoing of society. You are pulling the threads that keep everything together. And this is something when i first heard about you know white ethnocentrism uh, thinking of white interests or white nationalism i thought this is crazy crazy what could possibly justify such a perspective how could it possibly make any kind of sense but this kind of incident The incident itself, horrific, horrendous, ungodly and evil, is terrifying and terrible enough. But the fact that this is the legacy left after Obama and the supposed racial healing that was supposed to happen, the fact that the media is going to cover this up, the fact that there's so much hesitation in labeling this thing for what I, admittedly as an amateur, damn well think it is all of this manipulation, all of this lying. This is why discussions about something as hitherto inconceivable as white nationalism is on the rise. I think I can understand certain perspectives where people say, well, if we're so terrible as white people, we should really leave you all alone, right? We should just withdraw ourselves to our own areas and we should just separate because this is not working. And it's not getting closer to working. It's getting further away, further apart from working. Things are getting worse in many ways in the black community. Single motherhood is on the rise and that the effects of single motherhood in creating dysfunction and thuggery and criminality is astonishingly high. This is what single motherhood does. Irresponsible thug factory. And that's not relative to race. This is for all races. It's not working, and it's going the opposite. Dr. Thomas Sull just retired. He's in his mid-80s, and he, he stopped doing his column. Now, he was talking about when he was a kid growing up in Harlem, oh, dirt poor, 70, 80 years ago. And he would go back He would go back to Harlem recently, and he'd, he'd sort of say, oh, that park, I used to go play in that park. And people are like, huh, are you kidding me? Nobody goes to play in that park. There's drug users, crimes, thugs, stabbings, shootings. Nobody goes there. I did when I was a kid. And he said, you know where People used to sleep when it got too hot inside before air conditioning. People used to go and sleep on the fire escapes. and used to go sleep on the roof. People would say, are you insane? We can't do that anymore. Bullets flying around, get mugged, robbed, raped. Can't do any of that stuff. 70 to 80 years ago, Harlem was almost infinitely more peaceful than it is now. Seven people dead in Chicago? It's the fourth of the current year! The death toll in Chicago has exceeded that of Iraq. Chirac. It's not only not working, it's doing the opposite of not working, and the not workingness is escalating. It's getting worse. If we are all to live together, we cannot have this balkanization of moral rules and perspectives. It can't be, well, this group can never be racist, and this group is always racist, and this group is always the victim, and this group is always the oppressor. This group is always good. This group is always bad. All the bad behavior in this group is to be condemned. All the bad behavior in this group is to be excused. These people are bad because they choose to be. These people, if we even admit that they're bad, are only bad because of environment and circumstance. No. The balkanization of a country, the breakup of a country, is preceded by a balkanization of the rule set, of the the ethics, of the philosophy. You can't treat one group as innocent children and another group as demonic oppressors. Then you're going to split up the entire country. Because you can't live together like that. When you have oppositional mindsets, oppositional ethics, oppositional definitions of what it means to be a human being. Then you can't coexist in a society under the same legal umbrella, under the same identity, under the same nation. You understand? So white people, I'm guessing, at some point... They're going to say, "It's not working. It's not working. We want our own space. Because for white people, again, I'm just guessing, I'm not saying I agree with all this, I'm just saying that I understand the perspective. They're going to say, well, if I live in a society of white people, I'll never be accused of Racism. There'll be no such thing as affirmative action. Crime rates will be far lower. Crime rates, murder rates among white people, the same as murder rates in, in, among white people in Belgium. If only white people lived in New York City, like over 90% of the shootings would be gone. White people might say, we're tired of building these cities and then having to flee them. Tired of paying all these taxes and being called racist oppressors. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of being told that they're the worst people in the world and then being followed everywhere we go. Not gonna work. It's not going to work. And I want it to work. And if we're gonna have this multi ethnic, multicultural society, we must start lowering the airstrike called racism against white people. We have to. Because if we keep escalating, we will end up giving the left the gift of racial conflict that they have been working for and begging for and maneuvering for for almost 100 years. It is not necessary. It is not inevitable. We can choose a higher path and a better path Let us all live under the same rules, let us all have the same perspectives, and let us all look towards our common humanity, rather than splitting and dividing and opposing and causing problems and promoting hatred. Because this microcosm of what happened to this poor young man may be a macrocosm of what happens in society as a whole if we are not damn careful about where we go from here.